This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus Studio. Streaming worldwide, wherever you might be, on the Out of Bounds Radio app. That's right. We can be wherever you are with just the push of the button. Blake Scott filling in for the incomparable one, Bo Bounds, out on assignment. He is live in Nashville for the SEC basketball tournament. We have Dogs and Gators at 12, and then the Rebs and those Tennessee Volunteers coming up. After that, that's right, Ole Miss picked up a win last night over South Carolina. They'll play in their second SEC tournament game today, just after Mississippi State and Florida finish up. The Dogs and Chris Jans looking for an NCAA tournament berth. They need a win today versus Florida to feel comfortable about that tournament berth coming up this Sunday as we get the announcement Sunday, selection Sunday as they like to call it, in the college basketball world. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio and streaming worldwide. We are powered by the Sportsbook at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, Golden Moon Hotel and Casino. That's right. You can head over to Pearl River Resort. I was there this past weekend, had a blast. Looking forward to heading back over there next week for a little SEC 
or excuse me, NCAA basketball tournament. This week is the SEC basketball tournament. Next week, we'll have a little March Madness. And so Bo and I will be over there with Chris Hopwood, Ryan and the crew at Golden Moon Hotel and Casino and at the Sportsbook over there and uh, dropping some money, man. Dropping little bets. Make sure I get my futures on NCAA tournament winners. Make sure to make a little money. Maybe use a little uh, Dave Bartu college basketball uh, action. We'll see. Old Bartu's been mixing up a little college basketball betting guide, and uh, it's been going pretty well for him. So we may check that one out as well. If you want to be a part of the show today, it's easy. All you got to do is text me, 601-885-3776. That's 885-3776, the Ag Up Equipment. John Deere tractor text line agup.com for a retail location near you. The ag up equipment text line is how you get in to win when you're on the out of bounds show. We were talking uh, not only a little basketball and a little sec baseball, but of course a little football as well. Mississippi state picks up a big commitment four star QB Josh flowers commits to Mississippi state. He's out of mobile, Alabama. Actually went to the same high school as Blaine Causell, former Mississippi State lineman. So the dogs get their first commitment in the class of 2024. And Josh Flowers is a 6'2", 205-pound, four-star quarterback. He's ranked as the 21st QB in his class for 2024. So the dogs, Zach Arnett, Kevin Barbet, getting their guy for 2024, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, you have Will Rogers and Mike Wright on campus. Mike Wright, the Vanderbilt transfer. Will Rogers, the incumbent three-year veteran looking to start for his fourth season. And then you have Chris Parson, the rookie, or I guess freshman, who became a little bit of a fan favorite during recruiting because of the way he responded to Mike Leach's untimely death and then subsequently the recruiting process thereafter and holding together a lot of that recruiting class. So it will be interesting to see what happens, but we feel confident we know who the starter in Startville is. In Oxford, totally different ballgame. Walker Howard, Spencer Sanders, Jackson Dart. Three names, a lot of money, one starting position. We will anxiously await how that spring battle goes and then into the summer camp Hard to imagine that Jackson Dart doesn't have a leg up on Spencer Sanders and certainly a leg up on Walker Howard. But I'd imagine Spencer Sanders, the veteran QB out of Oklahoma State, transferred in in the offseason. I imagine he's going to bring quite a challenge to Jackson Dart because you don't go get Walker Howard, a young guy, and then also a veteran in Spencer Sanders in the transfer portal at that position and spend that kind of money if you're just happy with handing the job back to Jackson Dart. So I expect an interesting competition out of Oxford here in the offseason. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The Out of Bounds Show powered by Madison Regional Academy, MRA Sports, excelling on the field, and of course, MRA Academics, excelling off the field and in the classroom. You need to schedule your tour today. As Bo says every time, feels like they're always full in each grade. So you're going to want to check out and schedule your tour today. Don't wait. Don't wait any longer. Go check out Madison Regional Academy, MRA Patriots. I was a I was a prep Patriot, but a big fan of MRA. That's where my little brother went, 
played uh, football there as well. So big fan of Madison Regional Academy. I want to talk a little bit before we jump into some interesting uh, discussions as Ole Miss continues to look to hire Chris Beard in men's basketball. I want to jump to an interesting day. It is National Get Over It Day. That's right. National Get Over It Day. It's kind of a harsh, doesn't feel good, but let's be real honest. Sometimes we just have things we need to get over, right? You get upset, you get angry, you get miffed, you get frustrated. You just got to get over it. You just got to get over it. You know, I, I think about things in sports. What are some things that you have to get over, okay? We got to get over it. Well, let's let's take it to something that's going on right now. NCAA basketball, college baseball, you know what you have to get over? Bad officiating. Bad umpiring. You just got to get over it. Spoiler alert, it's going to happen. At this point, if you aren't aware that SEC baseball, SEC basketball officials aren't very good, I don't know what to tell you. How many times have we seen Mississippi State and Ole Miss and others, look, we've seen Arkansas, South Carolina, you know, Kentucky, Auburn, A&M. We've seen these schools get hosed in officiating too. You know what I got to say? Get over it. Get over it. Everybody's getting hosed in officiating. You know why? The officials are humans. They make mistakes. And also, and this is a whole other debate, they're just not good enough. They're not good enough for the level of play and athlete you have around on the field. But you know what? You're going to have to get over it. Keep moving on. Keep moving on. Hey, you know what? Mississippi State, you didn't make the bas- the baseball tournament last year. You're pouty. Things aren't going great right now in baseball. You're going to have to get over it. You know why? Because the ball's going to roll out again on Friday. You better get over it because the next game's coming right down the tracks. I think about other things, too, in past sports games. You know, it's hard to get over heartbreak, right? That first love. That, that, that first girl that leaves you, the first guy that breaks your heart. You got to get over it. I think about sports heartbreaks, right? Ole Miss, 4th and 25 against Arkansas. <sighs> got to get over it. How about Mississippi State? Women's basketball on the cusp of winning a national championship twice. Got to get over it. You got to get over it. I love this one. That guy on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Someone tell Lane Burroughs he has to get over it. That's right. The Louisiana Tech baseball coach who felt cheated by Ole Miss and Mike Bianco says he's never scheduling Ole Miss again in basketball. You got to get over it, Lane. Got to get over it. How about this one? NFL teams afraid to go after Lamar Jackson in the free agent bidding war, so to speak, the non-exclusive franchise tag. You know why they're afraid? Because their incumbent quarterbacks might get offended that they looked at Lamar Jackson. You know what I got to say to you? You got to get over it. You got to be better. You got to get over it. Chris on the Ag Up Equipment text line says, I'll never get over that 14, 2014 loss in Tuscaloosa with three red zone turnovers. Mm. You got to get over it. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. What do you have to get over? Let me know. What do you have to get over in sports? 
Out of Bounds. Coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Text line is on fire right now. It's get over it day. What do you have to get over? You know, sometimes getting over it isn't just an emotional thing. Sometimes it's an obstacle thing. Like, hey, you got to get over this. You got to get over that. Get over this obstacle to succeed. Like, Mississippi State has to get over not having good pitching and get better. Ole Miss may have to get over not having Hunter Elliott? I don't know. I don't know. Interesting discussion. Your thoughts on that, on Chris Beard being the lead candidate at Ole Miss. On the Dogs and the Rebs playing SEC basketball today in the SEC basketball tournament. State tips off against Florida at 12. It's a must win for Jans and company. It's as simple as that. You need this win to solidify your NCAA tournament chances. Selection Sunday is this Sunday after all the conference title games finish up. Are you going to have a resume that gets you in, or are you going to be a bubble team that finds themselves on the wrong side of that bursted bubble? It's going to be interesting to see. Chris Jans has done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job in Startville in year one. With a roster that is not built to be a tournament team, from the tip, the improvements of Cam Matthews, of DJ Jeffries, of Sean Jones Jr., of Shaquille Moore. Jance has done a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. And he's only he's a couple wins throughout the season away. You, you can think back. You played terrible against Georgia, played poorly against Florida. You had Alabama to the wire. You had Missouri in overtime on the road. If you can win two of those, if you found a way to win three of them, we're not even having this conversation. Not only are you locked into the NCAA tournament at this point, Chris Jans may have been coach of the year with a couple more of those wins. A phenomenal job of coaching in his first season in Starville for Chris Jans and company. But you got to win today. Got to beat Florida today. If you lose to Florida, my, my First instinct, my impression based on what I've seen from Joe Lenardi, Bracketology from ESPN, from CBS, is that 
you probably are going to find yourselves on the wrong side of the bubble if you don't win today against Florida. So we'll see what happens. That's at 12 o'clock. And then Ole Miss just playing for some momentum, playing for a little positivity at the end of the year. Kermit Davis released of his duties. Uh, gosh, it feels like maybe almost a month ago at this point now. And now the Rebels get a big win against South Carolina yesterday. They now face Tennessee in game two today. Tennessee in game two today against, or excuse me, after Mississippi State and Florida play. So that's going to be exciting. You're, I know you're going to be locked into that, and we'll be touching base with Bo Bounds here uh, just a little while live from Nashville as he will be attending uh, maybe both those games. We're going to see, find out what kind of, you know, oomph Bo Bounds has. Is You think he's, uh, think he's got that dog in him like Kirby? We have a saying around our place, we eat off the floor. And if you're willing to eat off the floor, you can be special. My guess is that Bo Bounds will not eat off the floor. I think it'll be impressive if he stays for a full game. But two games? <sighs> I don't know, man. That's going to be tough. That is going to be tough to get Bo Bounds to stay for two full games at the SEC basketball tournament. But we'll find out. We'll find out. You know, this Chris Beard thing for Ole Miss is very interesting. Look, I don't, I'm not going to pretend, I, I'm not going to pretend like I was there. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a defe- detective. I've read some of the stuff about what happened with Chris and his fiance, allegedly. I've read some of the stuff about the charges and what's been dropped. I, Ole Miss has hired coaches that have problems and has had coaches fired that have had problems. So is every other school in the country. It's hard for me to name a single university in the SEC and in in the ACC, Big 12, Big 10, that has hired not a single coach without a blemish, right? I'm not going to judge what Chris Beard did off the court because it's not my position to do so. Now, you do have to factor that in when you're Keith Carter. What is the public opinion? What will be the response? And is it a 24-hour response or is it a real response? See, it's interesting. When you live your life on social media, things can become a lot more black and white than what they are in reality. It's easy to speak in absolutes on social media. Always do this. Never do that. This is always right. This is always wrong. I think it's a lot harder to manage that line in real life and what is the responsibility of a university when it comes to hiring someone when you when you when you hire someone i think my siri just went off that was crazy uh when you hire someone as a university what is your quote-unquote moral responsibility to your fan base to your community is there one See, this gets into a whole different discussion. We in the South, specifically, this Bible Belt, we love to combine, intertwine our morality and our sports. What is our morality and how does that interweave itself into sports? And it's interesting how we are able to turn a blind eye to some things and become outraged and vitriolic in other things. It, it, we have seen coaches 
commit heinous acts, whether they're criminal or not, and get second chances. We've seen players do. So what is the what is the moral responsibility for a university? Do they have one in who they hire, or is their responsibility to hire the best coach possible? And if not if the two people involved in this incident, Chris Beard and his fiance, have come to a place where they're okay with what went down and they're moving forward, then is it your responsibility to be outraged for them? Is it your responsibility to carry on a punishment that neither of the two people involved deem necessary? If I'm an Ole Miss basketball fan, Chris Beard is a grand slam on the court hire. There may not be, outside of Will Wade, Chris Beard may be the best coach not coaching right now in college basketball. He's fantastic. The guy can absolutely play, or coach, I should say. Look at his record at Texas Tech. Look at his record at Texas. It's an interesting discussion. Your thoughts on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. We asked earlier about what you care about. I thought the responses were interesting. College football is the number one end-all, be-all here. It's college football. But in in universities and colleges, you have multiple teams to cheer for. So how many of you even care about this Chris Beard hire if you're an Ole Miss fan? How many of you care about where your basketball program goes? We know we care about football. We know we care about baseball. And we know we care about football recruiting. But what is your interest meter? What is your passion meter on Ole Miss basketball? It's always felt like Mississippi State basketball had a little bit more buy-in. I don't know why. I don't, you know, they've had a few more good years over the last hundred. But Ole Miss fans have always been more locked in on football and football recruiting. Baseball over the last 25 years has been neck and neck. I know state fans had a big early lead with the dude and Ron Polk and everything, but the last 25 years since 2000, neck and neck. Ole Miss fans just as passionate as baseball as Mississippi State fans. So where's your passion meter for Ole Miss basketball? And if you're Keith Carter, does winning increase that passion meter? Maybe that's why you're looking at Chris Beard, because you know he can win. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Coming up next, Dave Bartu, College Football Matrix, on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Farm Bureau Insurance and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Dave Bartu going to talk a little college basketball betting and the SEC scheduling format in football. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Man, Roll Tide Insider, Dave Bartu, joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Bartu may end up with a uh, Bama tattoo in the offseason. He was going back and forth with a, uh, a Bama fan on the Twitters. Dave Bartu joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Bartu, what's up, buddy? Oh, my gosh, dude. I, well, I had to get up early now that I'm into betting college basketball. <laughs> dude, it's addictive. There's like 30 games a day. I know. I mean, I, oh, my gosh. I was like, because it used to be with like college football. I'd be like, okay, got to wait all the way till Saturday. And, you, you know, and I'm like, how do you make any money betting this stuff? It only happens once a week for like three months. And then. I accidentally got into college basketball, actually because I'm an AD. You want to hear a funny story about betting on college basketball? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know we got time. So last year around this time, an AD calls me that I work for on the football side. And he's like, hey, do you do any scoring efficiency metrics like you for college basketball like you do in college football? I'm like, dude, there's 360 teams. Of course I don't do that. But the back of my brain goes, but I can. <laughs> Right? So I immediately get off the phone with them, and I spend the next three days crunching numbers. Two point, three points, dead ball, turnover, all the efficiencies, offense and defense. And I create this massive matrix of college basketball coaches. <laughs> and, and then I'm looking at this. I'm like, man, these teams are pretty even. What if I take my NFL EPA scoring projection model and put it into college basketball. What does EPA stand for? EPA is expected points averaging. So what it does is it takes the offense and defensive scoring efficiencies over a particular period of time. So like in the NFL, I found that the last four weeks are the best at predicting future outcomes. If you go more than four weeks, too much stuff has happened. There's too much change. You can't use a whole – so basically you can't use a whole season – to project what's going on today. It's got to be recent. And so I started looking at the last four weeks of college basketball. And so I did it all throughout the tournament last year. People will follow me on Twitter and have part of my Patreon account. I'll put it all up there. In the first two weeks, it just crushed totals. First and second round of the NCAA tournament crushed totals. And then the totals disappeared in, in Sweet 16 in, and the spreads took over. But I was on to something, and I forgot about it until this Monday. 
uh, this last Monday, a week ago, and I brought it back out. And so I posted them. And last Monday was awesome. And then I posted them again. And Tuesday was good. And Wednesday wasn't so good. And Thursday was 500. And Friday was good. And Saturday. Yesterday, my projections on the games went 16 and 5 on totals and sides. So now now I'm chasing college. So so right now, all the projections after eight days, if you detailed everything that wasn't close, that wasn't within a point of the current line, you would be 129 and 172. That's where you'd be at right now. So this model that I used for the NFL that came out of college football absolutely crushes it for college basketball betting. Dang. So are right. you going to ride this all the way through the tournament? Oh, I, I post every day. But he, I, I just told, I mean, I, I got up at six this morning. There's games in, uh, there's a game that tips in, in, in an hour. And people are like, what's, what's the projection? What's the projection? So <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've been working on that in between, <laughs> in between working on um, SEC uh, strength of schedule projections as well. All right, well, let's get into that. Dave Bartu has now become a uh, – he's addicted to college hoops betting, which is great. I, I love the madness, and, and I love the tournament. And I, I, Dave probably doesn't even watch it. But uh, I will be watching all day next Thursday, Friday uh, – not all, but but a lot of it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If Mississippi State gets in, it will be pandemonium in this, uh, in this state. They play Florida on Thursday at noon in Nashville. If they win, 90 – Plus percent chance. You don't ever know what's going to happen. If they lose, I think they're in the NIT. All right, Bartu, um, SEC football strength of schedule, where we're headed, mm-hmm. the modeling. Uh, Ross Dellinger stopped by yesterday. He says they haven't made a decision yet um, as far as nine games or staying at eight. And But he did drop what he thinks through his sources it may look like if the teams have three permanent um, schools every year, three three permanent, yeah. you know, teams every year, what what did you make of? And you went on a tear yesterday in between your your hoops betting on Twitter, <laughs> which was awesome. I love it when you get all fired up. Uh, what did you make of not just Dellinger, but of where we are going here? Maybe going to nine, maybe staying at eight. Okay, so so basically everything that I could think of. That, that I was tweeting about yesterday. Um, so so what, the first thing I did is I took what uh, Ross had posted in terms of what the three teams are projected uh, for, for, you know, three permanents. Now, as for going from eight to nine, you know, regardless of, of which three teams they are, okay, let's put that aside, which three teams and Nick complaining about it. Let's put that aside just for a second. There's a few things that I have about that. It's number one, why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, right now, it doesn't matter what anybody does, okay? It doesn't matter what the schedule is for State or Ole Miss. It doesn't matter what it is for Alabama or Auburn. Everybody is going to complain about it, right? It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to complain about it. Change, no change. One of the things college, unless you win a national title in the SEC, everybody's complaining about the season for the most part. Right. So, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're at eight. You've been winning national titles. That's the goal. And now that we have expanded playoffs, you want to go to nine and limit your opportunities. 
That's dumb. Because also when you go to nine, you can't go back. So we're in the middle of change of going from four to possibly 12-team playoff. And your conference wants to make a change right in the middle of a major playoff change. That doesn't seem very bright to me. I don't care what the money is. You don't know what's going to come out of this new playoff system. And to make a change, basically you're changing lanes in the middle of the intersection with traffic coming the other way. I don't think that's a very good idea. I agree. Because once you, you, once you go there, you can't come back. Right. And you don't know how this is going to play out. Now, if you make the change, here's a few things I think that are the one wild card is which game are you changing on your non-conference, right? Is, is Mississippi State adding Texas and dropping the Bahama School of Dentistry? Or are they adding Texas and dropping Arizona? Okay, there's a huge difference there in terms of strength of schedule. There's a huge difference there in terms of projecting win totals. Are you, are you, is, does the SEC want to go total isolationism and go, I'm going to build a big wall around the SEC. We're not playing anybody but us in here, and we're fine on our own, which would totally, utterly suck, okay? And I don't think they'll do that. But if they don't, their strength of schedule rankings are going to be through the roof. Their injury rate, it's already the highest injury rate per snap in college football, the SEC, with eight conference games. You go to nine, guess what? More bigger, faster guys hitting each other. You're going to have a higher injury rate than you already have right now. You're going to have less top 25 teams. Why? Because you're beating yourself up uh, unless you make the non-conference super cupcake. And if you have less top 25 teams, that means you're taking yourself out of playoff opportunities. Adding that ninth game without making your non-conference terrible is is putting yourself in a position with the new playoff format uh, that I think is is a poor one. And it's really bad for Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky-type yeah. programs that – at times have shown the ability to, you know, win eight to 10 games uh-huh. and, and have a lot of fun and their fan base, yep. you know, get to travel somewhere cool and all that and win big games. Um, and it may even impact that second tier of Auburn, Tennessee, who still recruits well, but not like Bama and Georgia and LSU. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Right. Well, if you, if you look Hell, at Hell, Oklahoma's not much different than MSU and Ole Miss. In fact, I don't think there's going to be a whiskers worth of difference in the, over the next 10 years. I don't think there's going to be a whiskers worth of difference in Oklahoma uh, or Mississippi State and Ole Miss, but you may well, well, disagree. Look at, look at the last 10 years, to, to your point. Uh, the average class, the average recruiting class, and I love talking about recruiting in the SEC because it's the most important predictive number, right? I mean, if you're going to set up a balanced schedule, you've got to be looking at recruiting. You are stupid if you're not because 70%, 71% of all conference games over the last 10 years in the SEC have been won by the better recruiter. There is no better measure of strength of schedule and competition than recruiting in the SEC. Period. But look at your last 10 years of recruiting class averages. Texas, 9. Oklahoma, 9.7. A&M, 10.0. Auburn, 10.1. Florida, 10.7. They're all the same program. They're all right there. Tennessee, 13.6. So you have this huge group of six recruiters, Texas, Oklahoma, A&M, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, 
They're all bringing in basically the same recruiting profile. Then it's a big drop down to South Carolina, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, all in the 20s. So, and then you got your three super elite recruiters, Bama, Georgia, LSU, all average a top five or better class over the last 10 years. So you have a really distinct group of top three recruiters. Then you have this group of six that are basically really solid top 10 recruiters. Uh, and then you drop into your top 20, top 30 recruiters at the bottom half uh, of the conference. And if you're not looking at this, setting this schedule up, I don't know what to say to you. I really don't. You know, that that's why I jumped on this this chart. And for anybody listening right now, if you go to my Patreon account, there's a free post, patreon.com backslash CFB matrix. I posted this chart that I'm talking about. I'm looking at it right now. It's posted right there for you. You can pull it up. You can DM me with questions. I will talk about this all day because I love college football. But I really believe that if you're going to reschedule, rebalance the SEC, you have got to be looking at historical recruiting and where you think it's going in the future because that's the only way you're balancing competitive scheduling with these three permanent teams. Okay, bar two on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. He's against nine, wants to stay at eight. Um, That's where I am, too. Um, Mine is selfish because of the two teams we cover in the state and it's a lot more fun when they're winning seven eight nine ten games uh so bar two when you look when you look at mississippi state if they draw is this about as good as it gets if they draw Ole miss kentucky and texas a&m okay so let's go back so let's go let's go back to the numbers two things one i'm not in favor of eight or nine i'm just saying if i was a, if i was an ad i would want to stay at eight especially if i'm a bottom half recruiter South Carolina, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, leave me at eight, right? I'm I'm happy getting my butt kicked and maybe being bowl eligible and popping a 10-win season once in a while. You add that ninth game, you're basically adding a loss in there, seven-tenths of a loss, you know, over, over each year. So when you look at Mississippi State, though, back to your question, so I have Mississippi State, so, so over the last 10 years, they're the 12th best recruiter in the SEC, including Oklahoma, Texas. Okay, so they're the 12th best recruiter right in between Ole Miss and Arkansas. Almost the same recruiter right there. If they get Ole Miss, Kentucky, and A&M, the average recruiting rank of those three teams is 21.1. That is the 13th toughest average recruiting composite in this group of three. Okay, so if you take... Uh, everybody's group of three that Ross put out, so like Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, you average their 10 years of recruiting, so 30 years worth of classes, you get an average recruiting class face. So Alabama's would be the toughest. Now, they are the best recruiter, so that only makes competitive balance sense. Uh, They still don't have the toughest ease of schedule. So when I look at Mississippi State, I think that is really good. You're, you're 12th in recruiting, and you have the 13th toughest composite permanent three. Your ease of schedule, which is your talent, minus the average talent you're facing, is the 12th toughest. So for Mississippi State, I think this is entirely fair. I actually think it leans slightly in their favor if this is the way it pans out. Bar two on the Out of Bounds show. All right, let's go all Miss. Ole Miss would pull Mississippi State, Arkansas, and LSU. Okay. Um, so Ole Miss is the 11th best recruiter over the last 10 years. 
and that group, so Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, that group, their average class is 19.6, okay? By comparison, the average class for Mississippi State, 21.1. So Ole Miss, slightly tougher, okay, in terms of their average team face. That strength of schedule, that recruiting strength of schedule is 11th. So they're 11th in recruiting. They get the 11th toughest composite permanent three. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you look at their ease of schedule, their talent versus the talent phase. Boom, that's also great at 11. It is absolutely – Ole Miss is the poster child in this for exactly what you would expect a balanced uh, schedule to be for them. Their recruiting matches up to the strength of the permanent three very well. So I, I wouldn't lean getting screwed or in their favor one way or the other. I would say this is very fair and balanced for Ole Miss as well. But it's not across the board. So who's get Oh, so who's oh so, who, who's so, getting who's, hosed in this thing? Who's getting who's getting hosed? Let me so that's why that's what took me down this rabbit hole because Nick's up there complaining about it, right? And I'm like, "Okay, you're the number one recruiter. Uh how tough is your schedule? Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Yep. It's the toughest one. But when you subtract Alabama's recruiting from the average recruiter they're facing, it's only the fourth toughest schedule. When you actually compare the schedule that they're facing to their actual talent, it's the fourth toughest or the fourth easiest one, I should say. Okay. The easiest schedule when you look at recruiting to the permanent three is Georgia. So Kirby Smart ain't gonna say anything. Okay. <laughs> now the guy the guy the guy who really ain't gonna say anything is Josh Heupel. He's sitting in the corner, sipping his four roses, going, yeah, I'm good with this. Because Tennessee has the ninth best recruiting profile over the last 10 years, and they have the 15th toughest average recruiting composite. Okay? They're at ninth, 15th toughest schedule. Mississippi State's at 11th in recruiting, or 12th in recruiting, 13th toughest schedule. Tennessee's composite recruiting schedule is easier than Ole Miss's and Mississippi State, yet they out-recruit them by almost eight spots per year over the last decade. Josh Heupel ain't saying a thing, baby. He loves this. Tennessee fan loves this. Nobody's complaining in Tennessee about this, okay? So the guy who should be complaining, Stoops should be losing his mind right now. Absolutely losing his mind. 14th best recruiter, 6th toughest schedule. <laughs> Kentucky is absolutely getting hosed in this one. Now, so, so you're looking at a, a difference of the 14th best recruiter and the 6th toughest schedule. So, so that, is a, that is a gap of 8. Look at Alabama. They're at number 1 in terms of recruiting, and their schedule is, is – their ease of schedule is number 4 – and their strength of schedule is number one. So they're where they sh- should be, okay? If you're trying to balance something, they're absolutely where they should be. Georgia, probably not where they should be. Um, Oklahoma, fifth best recruiter, 10th toughest schedule. So if I'm going in order of guys that aren't saying a damn thing, it, it's absolutely going to be Hypel and Venables and Smart. Those are your three guys that are not going to complain about what Ross put out one bloody second for our listeners oklahoma would pull texas missouri and florida mm-hmm. 
Yep, and that, that was their the average uh, recruiter they would face there would be 19.0, which is almost identical to Ole Miss's 19.6. But like I said, the difference is Oklahoma's average class over the last decade is 9.7. Ole Miss is at 21.8. Right. I mean, it's you know when when you start equivalating out the strength, everybody looks at the strength of the schedule, but nobody looks at the strength of the schedule compared to the strength of the team. Well, how does right? in terms of balance? Sure, sure. Bar two on the out of bounds show. Do I have time for this? Yes. Hey, what about Auburn? So people fall into this. Oh my gosh, they draw the two big monsters. Yeah, but then they get Vandy. Right. Right. They 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 get the Bama and Georgia. SEC, right. And Vandy. Right, yeah, they get a yeah. bye week. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the bye of the SEC, right? You know, Vanderbilt has the worst recruiting and the worst, worst coaching staff for the last three years, right? And it'll be going in perpetuation until they change the, the, the coaching staff, but that's still not going to change the recruiting, okay? James Franklin ain't coming back through those doors. So there's two ways to look at it. You can look at the average recruiting faced, okay, which because of Vanderbilt dragging it down, the average class is uh, is 18.0. That is the sixth or the eighth toughest composite recruiting permanent three. That's the eighth toughest. Auburn is the seventh best recruiter. That is extremely fair. Okay. Okay. Um, but they also face the top two recruiters. But h- how do you get around that, man? I mean, Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia has been forever. And, and quite frankly, if you ask Alabama fan, I went through this. Uh, with a bunch, with a huge media group, one representing every team, and I mean, which Alabama fan wants to drop Alab- or Auburn fan? Who wants to drop Georgia and Alabama? Nobody does, right? I mean, you got to keep that there. So, I mean, it only makes sense to give them Vanderbilt. So, I I think that's extremely fair as well. Hmm. All right, Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, what do you think they do? Or you have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's just, you know, it's all numbers to me. They go to eight, cool. They go to nine, cool. I'll just, I just tell stories with how I see the numbers falling out, right? If they go to nine, I predict they'll have fewer top 25 teams. They'll have fewer bowl eligible teams. Their injury rate will go up. And if they drop their good non-conference games uh, for isolationism, uh, it's going to become very stale. No, I you know? see what you're saying. I see what you're right? saying. Not play so, like if be, if we go to nine and South Carolina and Clemson stop playing and Florida and Florida State stop playing, it doesn't matter. Right. Georgia, you Georgia, Georgia Tech. But around yourself and say we're the best, man. We're the best here. We don't need anybody to be great. That's stupid. It no. never works on any level. So the downside mm-hmm. is okay. We got to keep our good non-conference games, but we're going to go to nine conference games dude you have nine of the top 15 recruiters in your conference right now nine of the top 15 and you want to play each other you are going to beat the crap out of each other for what money it's all you're going to do it for you're beating the crap out of each other because the tv contract wants more money they want better games and it's all going to be the long-term detriment of competitive balance okay i've got one minute so Anyway, so Commissioner Sankey, it will be interesting to see what happens here with ESPN, Disney, and, and, and how this all shakes out. The isolation piece, I think you're spot on. And and building a fence, it, it's, it's not good for college football. I had not thought of that until you brought it up the last few months. 
All right, all right. Ten seconds. Florida, Mississippi State. I got seventy to sixty-nine. Florida by one in that ball game this week. I hope not. Thanks, part two. Be good, buddy. I hope your college basketball day goes well. Betting on thirty-seven games. Uh, I don't know what tournaments are going on, but yeah, I do. Conference USA, Sun Belt. The Big East probably started three weeks ago. Have a great day. Uh, we would love for you to hit Apple Podcast. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. And the show is brought to you by Dr. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.